Welcome to the Cross the Line Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by KB's Cartel on 321 North Main Street, Jonesville, South Carolina. for a hand car wash, vacuum, and clean interior. Coming soon, you will also be able to do a full detail. While you wait on your vehicle, customer seating is available as well as a dining area. They're open Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 a.m., so make sure you stop by. Also, today's episode is sponsored by Big Ben's Desserts on 297. Spartanburg Highway in Lima, South Carolina. Today, back again, one of my very special guests. He's been back for the Hip Hop Roundtable, which we've been doing yearly, but this is actually the first time, and almost, I was just thinking maybe like two, a little bit over two and a half years when I first started out, that we finally did another one-on-one interview. Today, my special guest is Coach Pete. What's going on? What's going on, my brother? It's good to see you again, man. I was like... Dang, it's been a long time. You were actually one of my first few interviews starting out. Probably definitely one of my first five to ten interviews starting out, man. I was like, dang, that's, it's been a long time. It's been a minute, and, man. Yeah, and then, like I said, we did the, the hip-hop roundtable, but as far as the, like a one-on-one interview, this is the first right. time that we sat down one-on-one and just talked it up and had a conversation about hip-hop. And, you know, these are some of my favorite interviews, getting a chance to, you know, talk about hip-hop right. and a lot of stuff that's been going on. But since then, like I said, been over two and a half years. So how many projects have you put out since then? Just like off the top of your head, how you? because I know you put in a lot of work and you yeah. always drop a lot of music. How many projects did you say have you put out since then? Well, um, technically, I put out probably about five or six projects, but um, I only got like two or three projects that's actually out right now. Yeah. I was, because I was looking at that earlier too when I was checking, and I was like, uh, when I was on iTunes, I was like, I didn't see um, sections man. or whatever. I was trying to, I was like, <laughs> I wonder what happened like with the music and everything. Cause I was like, man, you you put out a lot more music than just like the two projects that were actually right. on there. Um, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. Sometimes I get to listen to like some of my previous projects, and if I, I might feel different than how I felt when I first did the project, and I mm-hmm. end up taking them down. Oh, so you just do it by choice? Yeah, man. Um, sometimes, man, I just, I just go listen. I just go listen to some of my old stuff. I just be like, nah, I, I don't, even, I don't even know why I put that out. Cause I, I was, I was looking for the song. I think uh, I might be. It might not be the name of it. Uh, the grocery bag song that. Was oh, on, uh, supermarket. Yeah, yeah, supermarket. Yeah, supermarket. I, I like that record, man. I was oh. actually looking for it earlier, but I couldn't find it on uh, on iTunes. And I was like, man, what what Pete did with all his music? I didn't know if it was something right. that happened when you signed a deal or whatever, which we're gonna talk about in a second, right. or like what happened. But you just told me you um you took it away by choice. But um, how have things been for you career career wise since the last time we had our one on one conversation? Oh, I just shot a couple more videos. I actually um dib and dab into the acting side of things. Um. I also been working with different artists around the city, and um, I've been working with my little brother DTM, and we've been really doing like some producing and stuff for artists around the city. How did um, how did you get into acting? Cause I saw that on uh, Instagram, like I saw it, like shared it on your Instagram story when you were doing some acting. You went down to Atlanta for the acting. Yeah, I went down to Atlanta. Um, I had made a little acting profile, and this woman by the name of Joy Evans, she reached out to me. She was like she was um she was shooting the movie and she needed an actor. You know, she was almost done casting. She needed one more person casting right. and she reached out to me. I, I was like, yeah, I was with it. You know, she sent me some money on cash out, told me to be in Atlanta the next day and I um, drove down there. Really the rest was his. It looked like you had on like a suit or something in the Oh, that was the second that was the actually second film. Um that was the second film. I wanted to say that the name of that film was The Christians. Um they had me playing a groomsman on that one. Yeah. I ain't really had no speaking roles. 
So they, you got any idea like uh, as far as like a release date or anything as far as the acting or nah, it just, they ain't never tell me. But um, I guarantee it's gonna be sometime next year though. And you had a speaking role in one of the other ones you said. Yeah, the first one I did um, it was a movie called uh, True for Consequences, and they had me in a speaking role. I did like, I got a lot of screen time on there and stuff. Like you know, I really talking and. You'll see when it come out. It's supposed to be on Amazon Prime next year. Oh, for real? Yeah, right, but right. um, but the second one, I was just like, really just like some background stuff. You think that's going to be something that you do more of, like as far as acting, on the acting side of it? Yeah, definitely. Um, Ain't going to lie, man. It's more opportunities with acting than rapping. You know, really? I love rapping. I love music. But like with acting, it's more opportunities. You see some, a lot of music artists start moving towards that way too. Right. Especially like, I look at like uh, Ludo or Tyrese. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as them, like, especially like mainly for Luda, no, he's like now he's like right. even a bigger movie star than he is. Right. Even though he got a solid catalog of music, he's like as far as like acting, yeah, it's like definitely like a turn him into like a superstar on this side of thing. See, a lot of people don't know, but um, you know, my favorite rapper Tupac, Tupac came Tupac. in acting. You know, he went to Academy and everything. You know, I know he thug life, whatever, but you know, he he started out with acting. Was a superstar too. Yeah, yeah. and that acting. And rapping together just put them on a different, you know, platform. Yeah. Talk to me about a little bit about the uh, the record deal. I remember you posted that maybe a few months back. When you said you uh, you signed a deal. Uh, I can't remember the name of the label you, you signed with. Talk a little bit about that deal and how it came about. Um, I signed with this music company out of LA. They go by Crucial Music. Um, I signed a publishing deal with them. And with the deal, um, I can still be an independent artist. I can still do what I do, but the music I put out with them, they publish it for me. They try to get it in the films, um, you know, TV shows, video games, or whatever. This is a non-exclusive deal. So like, I literally can put out my own music, but the music I put out with them is, you know, with them. So, so like the project that you put out, uh, value that that doesn't have any type of like affiliation nah, with them. Nah, with them, um, that's that's all me, you know. That's me up front recording and stuff. So so when when does that like, okay, say you make a project, how how do you know when it's something for them and like if it's something for you? I literally gotta um just send songs to them. Like right now we got I got three songs I'm working with them, but um uh, one song they got you know circulating, they trying to get it different placements and stuff, but um. The other two records, like, we got a lot of contractual issues. Like, if somebody else involved with the record, everybody got to sign a piece of paperwork. Right. Yeah, it's just, um, it can get a little complicated, but for the most part, they really just handle, like, publishing. And, like, the records I put through them, I can't necessarily put out on my own. Mm. So what what made you want to sign, like, a deal, like, for you? Because, you know, a lot of times you, like... A lot of artists, like, you know, they get jerked in certain situations. Right. But for you, what made you want to say, okay, I, I feel like I, I'm at a point now where I want to actually sign a deal with somebody? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had been reaching out to different um, record labels and companies. A lot of record labels were telling me no. You know, I had reached out to 300. They they took a look into me, but they never signed me. Um, well, I, I talked to them, man. And um, me and them, man, going back and forth. They was telling me, you know, they got a publishing deal, you know, if I was interested. And it was like, you know... Um, we split everything down the middle. So whenever the checks come in, we literally split them down the middle and I ain't had to sign exclusively. So mm-hmm. I can sign with them, do music and you know, go through them with the publishing and I can still put out my own music. So, so that that's would you say that's like the main benefit is like them I guess in a sense it's kinda like I wanna say something kinda like something similar to what Nipsey did. It's like like a deal where like they 
like pushes music or whatever, like right. distribution or something like that. Is it? It's, it's it's sort of like distribution stuff, but they don't actually like distribute it. They just you know they try to get it placed and stuff. Yeah, so like so I, that, I, I I can still distribute music on my own, right. you know, but not necessarily the records that they get but, published. But anything that you put out on your end, like 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 we just saying with value or the other project that you had, um, uh, they don't they they don't get any of that at all. Nah, they don't get far, none of that as far as that. Okay. Starting out with a uh, upfront, I know I think you you had a nothing, different name for the label. At, at, I had um I still got the Karen P Productions and Publishing, but um I do the Karen P Productions Publishing. That's for like if somebody want to get like a single produced by me and they want me to put it out, I do mm-hmm. it under that. But if an artist come to me and they want me to like kind of like take them under my wing, do the full you know shebang for like put them a project out or whatever, I put them under the upfront recordings. And uh, I feel like the name pretty much self-explanatory up front, but why 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 did you do the name up front? Man, I need that paper up front, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> Literally, like, I just bought everything up front before we do business. Do you worry, um, one of the things I was wondering, like, listen to your projects, do you worry about some of the things that you talk about in your music? Like, it may paint a different picture. You like, if people listen to it, you know, a lot of stuff is not for for children, but like some of the stuff that you talk about, um, which I, I like it. It's it's dope. But it's like sometimes you know the wrong ears listen to it. You know, a lot of times it happens to celebrities as well when they right. like if they get in a, a situation where they got to go to court. You know, like they'll try to pull like certain clips from songs and right. try to use that against them. But do you worry about like the music that you put out sometimes like having a negative impact on you? Yeah, that's why um that's why we were talking about earlier. Like sometimes I take my music off and stuff. Right. Like I get to listening to some of my records. I'm like, man, that's a little too much, man. I, you know, take it down and stuff. I do I do worry about that sometimes. I'm like, you know, I don't get me wrong. I try to keep it raw in my music. You know, what right? Because I, mean? I mean, coming up in Union County, y'all know how Union County is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you know, I I try to keep it raw, but at the same time, I don't want to just be talking crazy on the track either. So right. yeah, I do. Think about some shit. I, some stuff I say. Yeah, I mean, it's still like a like a balance. You say you still want to, you know, express yourself and, and talk about things that you actually go through. But you know, like I said, sometimes, and I know I know you good people, but sometimes people will, like I said, try to use it against you. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, now nah, he talk about this. I don't want to hear that and, and different yeah. things like that. So that's why I wanted to ask that question. One of the other songs on your project, you had. Um, Value uh, ten years. One of my favorite records on there. You said I put my heart into the game. Do you feel like locally? I know I asked you about it last time right. about like the support. But how do you feel? Do you feel like because of that record ten years? Do you feel like you now you get like the, the respect you deserve as an artist? And how do you feel like locally? And then like more like in other places as well. Um, I, I feel like I get the respect I deserve like from people who actually into my music you know don't get me wrong everybody's not gonna be into your music right. no matter who you is um but as far as like you know the people who has been following me for the past 10 plus years like yeah you know they they, they respect the grind they respect the hustle you know they see what I got going on um I, I, can, I can say though I, I ain't where I wanna be even though I've been rapping 10 years but you know I, I do appreciate you know the long way I have came and the fans I got now. It's a journey though, man. I don't think nobody like our age is like where they want to be. Right. Because it's it's like a, like I said, I think I posted earlier, I was like, man, when I first started, we just had the, I remember when you reached out too, the only thing I had was a laptop and and I had my notebook. Right. Took that with me everywhere I went. I was like, man, it's it's like, it's like a journey. And then, you know, going to Jacksonville, that made me reflect. I'm like, man, 
still not where I want to be, but like right. where we were when we first started to where we at now, man. Like so many, I have so many more interviews under my belt. You have so much more right. music, like the catalog of music, which I wish you still would have had it out there, man. Because people, people need to hear that, man. And like I said, right. what the part that's part of your journey, and then like they'll be able to hear the growth right. of like with the things you were talking about then to where you are now. Like it's just right. all about that process. What do you feel like? How do you feel like the biggest process? Like, um, how have you grown since that last interview? Like, as a person, um, I'm really more like I'm really more focused on what I'm talking about. Um, mm -hmm. I used to just be big on just making hot music, you know, just making you know, just some bouncy music, you know, what I'm saying trying to make it sound good. Now I'm really trying to talk that talk on tracks and like really, you know, mm -hmm. give people something to listen to. Like, yeah, I'm, you know, it's still rawish, you know what I'm saying, urban music, but, you know, I, I don't want to just be on the track just saying whatever, you know. If I'm going to say something, you know, I want, I want you to get something out of it. Right. Is it still, like, a goal for you? I think I know I asked Troop the same thing, but as far as, like, when you make a record, are you trying to make something for radio? Because for me, I always say, honestly... And it's not a not radio, but I just feel like it's so many different avenues. Like radio is like the dinosaur age with things of think of the past. Like for me, I really don't remember the last time I really listened to radio because now I'm pretty much when I get in my car, I'm automatically like listening to something just on my phone, the mm -hmm. stuff that I want to hear instead of just like turning on the radio and just waiting to hear them play one of the records right. that I actually like. But do you feel like do you try to make records like for radio or is it like a thing of the past now to you? Uh, for me, it's really a thing of the past because I have been to the studio trying to make a record for the radio, and them be the records that don't necessarily do good because you trying to force a radio hit. Right. So now I'm just trying to make good music, and you know if I feel like I got a hot enough song, go ahead and throw a clean version for it, right. and we might try to push it through the radio. But like you say, radio dinosaur age because it's all about streaming. Streaming. It's yeah. all about playlisting and. Like TikTok and stuff. Like, how often you know, do you listen to radio, if if at all? To be real, like if I'm in the car, like I just ain't my phone might be dead or something. I might throw the radio on. You is know, Pine Eight might come on, whatever. Is there anything in particular like you try to check for, like like to see what's still hot, like what like in the mainstream or anything that you try to check for? Or just um, just... not not really. You know, I'm just really just past time listening to music. Got to be real. A lot of the hot songs. They hit the internet first. They hit screaming platforms and TikTok. They hit the internet yeah. first. Radio literally is like last right now right. when it comes to new music. There's so many different outlets that you can use to right. like, uh, to use your, to put your music out. Like I remember when I talked to um, Shannon McCollum, Lil Yachty's dad. He was like, right. he, it wasn't even radio. He was he put out a song on uh, SoundCloud. On SoundCloud, right? yeah, and it just took off. And and he had like a kid that was. A manager was trying to help him, not the same. And at the same time, um, I remember he said it was it was Coach K that was looking for him. Right. And uh, you know, little Yachty's dad, uh, he he knew Coach K, so they he inboxed him and they put two and two together and they connected. But it was just a song. I forgot what the name of that record was, but it was on SoundCloud, and that's what really you know right. took him to a whole nother level, which is when he was on on SoundCloud. But um, next, uh, when was the last time? Um, I know COVID has changed everything. Um, let's talk about that first, anyway. As far as like COVID, you know, people it's hit everybody, even like the mainstream artists, right. all the way down to like local artists. How has um, how do you think this COVID is going to impact everything going forward? Because I know a lot of now you can't even really perform, but how else has it impacted music? Um, just 
if you ain't really selling records or if you in a crazy record deal or whatever, it's, it's going to hinder you because you ain't going to be able to do a lot of shows. You know, a lot, a lot of these bigger artists make a lot of their money off of show money because the record label keeping all the royalties and stuff. So the show money is really what they depending on. But if you independent and, like, you know, you got a solid fan base and you selling records on your own, you know, it's really kind of benefiting you, you know, because you ain't really got to go out and do too many shows, you know, because with the Internet, I mean... As long as you go up on the internet, you can sell records, especially with streams. Like, you know, um, if, like I say, man, if you independent and you own all your music and you getting everything up front, you're good. One of the things I've been seeing is, I was like, I don't know, I guess it's a lot of artists been doing is like, what they've been doing this year is like, they'll put out their album and right. then maybe like a few months later or whenever, then they'll go back and do like the deluxe of the album. Yeah. Like, it's like, so they'll still have a regular album, but then they might add another like five or ten songs. It's like, right. why why not just make a whole new project instead of, you know, just calling it like a deluxe or whatever instead of, you know, doing it that way. I couldn't really tell you, man, because I, I, that ain't really what I'm on, you know, right. doing deluxes or whatever. But I, I get, it might be marketing tactics. Like, you know, say Uzi got a hot album. And everybody like that album, and he want to keep it going. He might do that deluxe of that album, you know. And I don't. Or maybe there's something where I thought maybe if um, maybe like the labels, whoever they signed to, they yeah. won't let them put out a new album. So instead of having to put out a new album, I guess they gotta, I guess add to the right. one they just put out and just call it a deluxe, even though it's like a new. Right. Project. Maybe it's I don't know. I guess maybe that's one of the things with like labels. Maybe they don't want you to. Drop new albums like that's a good point that quickly or something. But also, um, if you take the same songs from your last album and put it on your new album plus new songs, the screens for that last album they'll still count on the new album. On the new one. So like, say your last album went platinum and then you do the deluxe. Like technically, you know, when you put all them songs on the deluxe plus the new song, you know, it's already platinum. It still count towards the right. album. Yeah, I, so you got two platinum albums, even though they probably yeah. the same. I I know Dirt. Um, I like Dirt's album that came out this year. I know the baby, he did uh, Blame It On Baby, then he came back right. and did a deluxe. He added, like, I think, I want to say he added maybe like 10, 10 more songs to it. Right. Then, like, the back half was like the old songs that came out the first time he dropped, but he still right. added new. And I know he not put something else out yesterday, but it's like, I was like, man, I guess there's something, I guess, with COVID is impacting the music industry where these guys right. are like, Putting these like deluxe projects and stuff like that together, right? But do you you remember the last time you were actually able to perform on stage? Um, it probably had to be like the beginning of this year. If I if I'm not mistaken, it's been a minute because, like you say, man, coronavirus messed up a lot yeah. of stuff. It had to be some time at the beginning of this year. Was it in? Might have been in uh Charlotte. You remember I was uh CIAA. CIAA. Yeah, I was at um. That's that's when I was working with the source. Yeah, I'm I was doing the freelance work with the source, and man, I was uh, they had a lot of different artists come up there, man. And I remember I, I hit you up, I hit Troop up, I hit yeah. Peace, and I was just telling y'all, man, y'all need to come up here, cause literally the source was they were really just putting people on, like right. all you had to do was just walk in there, like you were artist. Right. They like they'll give you like a quick interview and a lot of the guys just uh I got some footage I gotta find that footage but I'm about to say I reached out to them when you had sent me the link yeah. or whatever but they had um they they told me they was already booked up and man, stuff literally so they, man I don't I'm telling like the people that was up there it was like a lot of these guys I don't think they would 
they sign up. Like it was some of them that they let perform. Right. That I guess they went through the process. But then, yeah. like towards the end, it was basically like, you want to get a look? Come on, get yeah. on. Like they were just putting people on, man. But it it, it was dope though, man. I, I love them. I remember uh, I, I met uh, De Niro Ferrara. He he's dope. He from yeah. Charlotte. Uh, J X Hines. I met him. Um, it's a, it's some other guys, man. Uh, it's another guy from uh. Uh, uh, Roy, Roy, Royal City Lee from Charlotte was supposed to uh, guy was supposed to talk with him soon too, but man, it was just like that was a good experience, man, because it was just like people were just getting on. I wish y'all would have came up there, man, because they were really like putting people on. But I remember you you had a performance today, or you was with uh you say one of your artists or somebody you was with. Was oh, oh, me and Young Honey went up there. Young Honey had a performance. Oh, okay, yeah, he what, performed at um club up there. Got name of the club, but he had um we had did a little interview for him, and then he performed like right after the interview. Yeah. Is he, he is he somebody? Y'all, what's y'all relationship like? Artist? To, um, we um he, he we my artist, but he also like homeboy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we um just cool. You know what I mean? And we do a lot of music together and stuff. And um, he's definitely up next. You know what I mean? Talk to me about um the other project you put out too. Um, I was listening to that earlier. Hard times, a good vibe, good vibes. Um, one of my favorite records on there, uh, Quarantine Thoughts. I like that record a lot. Didn't it? Was that was that Farrakhan that you had on there? Yeah, Farrakhan talking in the middle. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what made you put Farrakhan on on that record? Oh, it, it was a. I, it felt like you just like you listened to that to that record, man. Like this definitely had to be during during COVID, like when it right. hit. Um, but like the stuff that Farrakhan is saying, man, is you know when he speaks, a lot of people listen to right. it. It's powerful. That's really one of the reasons I put him on there, cause you know, the message was powerful and the stuff I rapping about, like it, I just felt like it all fit together. I had went on uh, holiday at Bushead, Bushead had, had um, cooked up like three beats for me, and th- that was one of the beats, man. I was like, man, I gotta do something on that. You know, right. I, I literally came home, you know, I went to my own little personal studio, I cooked it up, and like that little scratch right there, I was like, man, I'm gonna put Farrakhan talking right here. And it just kind of went. So together. he already had Farrakhan in it. Or? Oh no, nah, I put, had to put him on there myself. Oh okay. Yeah, find a little clip. You know, so it Farrakhan, up somebody not to get too deep into it, but is that right. somebody that you like listen to often? Like Farrakhan, some of his speeches. I ain't gonna say I listen to him often, but he has did a couple of speeches that caught my attention. I was just like, man, he talking that yeah, talk. Those, those brothers, man, I'll tell you, man, like those, the brothers in the suits, man, like they, yeah. they different, man. Like I, yes. like. When COVID hit, you know, one of the books I list, uh, read and uh, paid one of the guys I listened to, Malcolm X, right. you know, he was one of those leaders of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Right. Farrakhan was was a student of him also, man. But something about those brothers in suits, man, that's, that's what I love about them, man, because they they do for self. You know, they right. all about building our, our community. You're right. Also. So, and it's kind of going into my next re- um, question as well. Um, the record right after that was called Justice. And you had a line in there saying, justifying killing our people, saying they deserve it. How does that make you feel, you know, during everything? I think, especially that George Floyd incident when right. people were like, racism was right on the front line of that incident. Like, how did that make you feel? Like, what what inspired you to make that record? Was it the George Floyd incident? And then how does that make you feel to, like, see people like us being killed on, like this all the time in the news. Well, of course, the George Floyd incident, but like just incidents like in history, period. Like, um, for example, you know, Elvis, right? 
Elvis died, you know, they they saying Elvis this and that, legendary this and that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Elvis had a lot of messed Bag up things shoot. about yeah. him. You know what I mean? He had a lot of baggage and mm-hmm. stuff. But soon, but when a black man is in the same position and he get a little praise, they always trying to throw the pass in. He did this, he did. Like when George Floyd died, right? Mm-hmm. All they could talk about was like his criminal record. Right. He did porn, this and that. Like, you know, and none of that matters when somebody do somebody wrong. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they was wrong for what they did to that man. And they trying to justify it by saying right. he was doing this and that. But yeah. that man sat on his neck and killed this man. Exactly. It's like, and that's the thing, like, that's why I read that line because it's a lot of times it's like, well, on the news, they'll go back and it could be something 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. They'll try to find it, even if it's a speeding ticket. It's like, you, speeding back then, it's like almost like trying to find a reason to justify, but there's no, nothing he did in his past right. is can justify like that situation. Right, that's but unlawful, like, But that's, that's what the news does. I, I hate when the media does that. And you look at our counterparts sometimes. If they commit a crime and they kill somebody, they was like, "Oh, he's such a nice guy. He was, right. he came up in a loving family, and, and he probably like had that. all kind of messed up stuff. Right. With, you know what I mean? But then in a situation like this, it's just like it's always well. If he didn't have anything going on in his past, well, he should have complied with the officer. He should have listened. He should have did this and that. Right. And even if you do comply, a lot of times for us, it's like we still look at it as a threat, and you still be, you still be killed. It. For no reason, for right. senseless stuff like that. So definitely that that impact. I mean, that's why I like that record, man, because a lot of the stuff that you were talking about on it, man. And um, what else did during that during the pandemic? What else was revealing to you during that during that time? Like we just had a break, and then like you said, we of course the racism part. But what else? Right. Um, social media, man. Like social media dictates life right now. Like, and I find myself having to fall back from Facebook. Like, I still be on Instagram, you know, try to keep up with urban news. But, like, you know, like we was talking about earlier, um, just social media, man. Sometimes social media uh, paint a picture in our head that's not necessarily there. And um, I'm trying to articulate what I'm really trying mm-hmm. to say, man. It just, man, I feel like social media is like a, a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a gift for us, like, communicating with your loved ones who might not be around you, might be far off. But it's a curse because, man, a lot of people compare their life to social media. Mm-hmm. Even the, And you don't know the whole story on social right. media. You know, somebody might be looking like they win and this and that. But you don't know what's really going on you behind the scenes. Behind, behind those curves, man. It's like a fantasy world. One of the things that's, that's, that gets me, I was talking to uh, one of my friends about it was like, man, it's weird. Like, while I'll see people do things like, like if uh, somebody, like, they have like a, it was somebody shared a picture of like of matching Rolexes and their right. like relationship goals. Like, why is their relationship goals or, right. or different things like that? Or you see these people like on a trip, it's like they living their best life, man. But just like deep down, man, a lot of times the people that post a lot of these things, like they put on the front, like they hurt. Not saying that it's everybody in that situation, but it's like a, a fantasy world, man. And you can never compare yourself to what, what somebody else is doing, man, because you don't know. What they're going through, what they've right. been through, or, or none of this stuff. So it's definitely a gift and a curse. But at the same time, you know, like as far as like pushing out your content, yeah, people reaching out to you, man. Like you'll never know. Like some of the best things for me is people that I don't even know will like reach out to me and be like, man, I I like what you're doing. Same. Keep on going. Same. Or like I might go somewhere and somebody I don't even know is watching. Right. Like, a lot of times they might not even like your stuff that you post. 
Right. But like if they see you in person, they're like, man, I, you know, I'm, I seen I like, that. I like that. Exactly. I'm rocking with it. I get, so I get a lot of that. So it's definitely like a, like you said, it's a gift and a curse of social media. You just gotta realize how to use it for your benefit right. and don't use it for your downfall. Another record I want to talk about: Free Game. Um, what advice would you have for artists um, that you work with, and then artists in general? Um, just keep doing you. Like, don't get caught up in the hype. Like, I know as a, as an artist, you look up to bigger artists. You see them doing this and doing that. You automatically feel like you got to do that. But you don't ever know why that artist is doing what they're doing. Keep doing you. Keep running your routes. Eventually, you'll get there if you stay consistent with it. Who do you do you work with a lot of a lot of artists in our area, or is it mainly like nah. just like the people that you kind of like close to? Um. I'm gonna shout out a couple guys. I work with artists like um, Young Hunted, EJ Lope, um, Trench Money Cito, Boy QP Sosa, um, Dope Bowl Magic, yeah, Fly Guy C. Gotta shout out Fly Guy C. There's um, a couple more artists I, I deal with. Um, I, try, I try to stay local with, like, far as artists I work with. I, I work with a couple of Spomberg guys too, like um, Palmetto Parks, um, mm. Muddy Spares. You know, um, me and J Bills got a song, you know, um, but. As far as like around the city, yeah, I'm definitely dealing with folks from around the city, yeah. man, because you know we all we got. Who's the guy on one of your records on Hard Times and Good Vibe? Uh, I can't remember his name. It was um, it was on the track list. I had to find out. He 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 was dope on one of the records also. I can't remember who it was. It went six three, was it? Not six three. I like six three. It was um, I think his name started with an S. Uh, I can't remember. I I had to take uh. So you uh, once we wrap up the interview. Gotcha. Um what else? Um what else would you see like like we talk about well I'm gonna talk about let's go ahead and dive into this also, like like the versus battle. What else would you see? Um like versus has been a great avenue for artists right. also because it's like uh, you get us a chance to go down memory lane and like sometimes you can Forget about records that an artist made. It's like right. a lot of times people are like, man, why why they doing a verse battle? But a lot of times, man, you sleep on these artists. Like, right. like, hey, you know, back in the day, they really did have some some hits. I remember like it was like the Nelly and Luda. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite ones uh, was uh, Snoop and DMX. Was both super definitely legends right. in their own right. But it's like, man, you a lot of times Snoop catalog was just crazy. Fast. But then DMX, you like it makes you forget. Like, dang, DMX really did yeah. have these records, man. What what else would you see was like a another avenue that you think would uh benefit artists? Because versus, I think definitely was something creative right. that helped since artists you know can't get out and perform. Um, definitely, like you say, the verses. Um, man, I, I this gonna sound crazy, but I think artists need to start doing like. Just for the artists that be beefing with each other, I wouldn't mind seeing artists do like a little boxing matches. Like, if you got two artists that's beefing with each other, if they if they seem like they can't talk it out, box it out, put it on camera. It's got to be music though, man. It's, it's oh, got to be something, music something like music wise. Like, I right. put out like as far as like a head to head. Maybe 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 like I was thinking, kind of similar to what. Jeezy and, and Gucci, they maybe put them like artists, you know, even if they don't get along. I mean, it's just a lot of time, a lot of people won't do it, but maybe like have them set up to where they sit and fall apart. 
and I guess like playing at Rutgers, maybe right. they can try to find a way to bridge that gap or whatever their differences are, um, some kind of way. I think, but definitely not boxing though. <laughs> you know, oh man! All right, well I tell you what, um, we just need some more verses, man. I think, mm -hmm. I think Ti and Lil Flip maybe we should do a verses. You know, that's um, that's one. That's definitely a lopsided verses, yeah, right? Even. I mean, you know, this Tilt probably got more hits, way more hits. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. But way more you know, hits. but still, you get the idea. Yeah. You know, um, but it, I think this is definitely gonna be something. Like, I guess maybe there's something they can continue to do even like once everything opens back up. But see, when everything opens back up, they should do they should do verses that you know they let the the crowd attend, like let yeah. the fans really attend. You know, right? I, I mean, I like I definitely like when it's. The artists are. I know at the beginning, like they had artists like in different locations, like wherever they, wherever they stay in it, like so yeah. somebody might be in California, somebody might be on the East Coast. But now I like it better when the artists are like head to head, like they're in the same room. Yeah. Um, you might have to set up like you might have to do it a little bit differently to where. Um, I like. I just like having them in that same environment, especially like we're gonna talk about it now. Was like right. the G's and Gucci. That was probably like. One of the biggest uh, versus battles um, since they've been doing it. That's probably that's that's to me that's my favorite one besides the the Snoop and DMX versus. Like, well, did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I watched the whole thing. You gotta tell me what, what you what you thought about that verse. Oh man, it was dope. Like, like you said, um, you be forgetting about songs. Like, you know, I I grew up listening to both of them, Jeezy and Gucci, man, yeah. but. Jeezy had some hits, man. Yeah. Like people forgot, like when Jeezy came out, man. We was in a group chat. We was like, man, and no disrespect to Gucci. I was like, man, this. I said my prediction was like, uh, I said, I, I said thirteen seven. I said Jeezy because I just like his catalog, and I was yeah. like, he literally could just play like yeah. half of one on TM one on one. Yeah, and, and basically he did a lot of that anyway. One on one, and then he played a lot, uh, played a couple records off Trap or Die. But I was just like, man. For me, the biggest difference was Jeezy could drop a record, and I could tell you exactly what album or mixtape right. that it came off of. Gucci had like a lot of dope records too, but yeah, a lot of mixtape records, a lot, a lot of mixtape records, man. But it was definitely dope, man. But but man, it was just it was good to see them, you know, right come together. Even though Gucci tried to do the little shots in the middle, of it, like yeah, you know, Jeezy kept it. You know, Kofi stated, man, and you know, at the end they did the So Icy song. Yeah. And it was it was tense at the beginning because you, right. right at the beginning he said the Gucci Man versus Jeezy. Yeah, he came out with yeah, the diss so track. You know out, what I mean? He came out ready, like from the jump, and then the part where he played the uh, Truth record. Yeah, that's the part where I was like, man, and he thought he smoked poop pack and all yeah, that. So he sent somebody like, else, another body. But I was like, man. yeah, he said he sent him. But Jeezy ain't let that get him out of his element yeah. though. Jeezy was like, man, we ain't even here for that. You know, yeah. this for the culture. But he know? had a he had a great come. He had a great setup to yeah. what he was talking about though. Right after that, mm -hmm. uh, what was the record he played? Uh, uh, I want to say I'm the realist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was the record. Know. So he the way he set it yeah. up was perfect. So I was like, man, that, it was a great comeback, man. But it was just like intense the whole time, man. Like for me. Um, it was just Jeezy just had had too much of a catalog, man. Yeah, like, his catalog's crazy. I mean, I got a lot of respect for Gucci. Gucci's super dope now. Don't get yeah, me wrong. I don't know. But and then the thing was, you know, for me, I was always kind of I was kind of torn between. I was like, man, it's, I was like, man, I think the Recession might be a better album than TM One Hundred and One, but 
I think one on one. I like the one on one better. One on one recession was hard too. Recession was but that ten one on one though. Yeah, man. I was like, man, people forget how tough that. Yeah, right, man. And Jesus was talking that talk on there too, he, man. He really was, and it's like, man, that's that's the. He can't talk about that type of stuff, right, man? Because that's the type of stuff, man. It'll. It'll, it'll he ain't on that right now yeah. anyway. You know, he businessman. And I just remember how crazy it was, like back then. Like we was in school, you know. If you wore that snowman T-shirt, right, going to the office, I got suspended you for that. Home, you, go, you might get, yeah, you might get suspended. That's how crazy the time yes, was. Man. Then he came out, came banned the snowman. Mixed yeah, it was just like that was one of the craziest movements. Like I, I just remember, like probably in hip hop, uh, just growing up, man, just how. Big Jeezy was mm-hmm. man. Jeezy was huge. Yeah, man, he was. That was a crazy time. But like you said, I did like the fact that at the end, because yeah. it didn't seem like they was going right. I, I thought they were about to bust out a fight, bro. Yeah. But you know, like you said, Jeezy, you know, he, he said his piece, and at the end, Gucci was like, you know, it's all love. You know what I mean? Yeah. He appreciate the uh, invite and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I had to give credit to Gucci for, you know, playing right. the truth record too, man. Right. I was like, is he that truth was tough though. He was talking it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is, he, is he really gonna is he really gonna play this record? Oh, or he did not? it too. He yeah. wasn't playing. Like I mean I, I I get why Gucci felt how he felt. Don't yeah, get you, twisted. You can't knock I, for that. I, yeah. I I get the situation. Especially if that was really how the situation yeah, was. Like, you know, I, I get that. But you know, I'm also glad that, you know, after fifteen years they getting yeah, through the it. Time, too. And then like the way he where he played it, I think placement is a big part of these yeah. versus battles too. Like when and where you play these records, like right. I think if I think it had more of a hit because he wait, waited kind of like towards the middle yeah. of the uh, of the battle instead of like playing it right at the beginning. I think if he just started out with that record, yeah, man, it, it's no telling like how the whole the right. rest of the battle would have went. But you know, playing it in the middle, I mean, and then of course. That's how we felt at that time anyway. So time has passed. So, and then it's, I was listening to something else earlier that I thought was, was was dope too. Was like people back then they felt like they had to choose a side between right. you gonna be with Jeezy or you with Gucci. So it's like anybody that rock with Gucci, you couldn't right. have no kind of dealings with Jeezy and vice versa. Like if you if you rock with him, man, you can't do it because it's like you're just being disloyal. Facts. But the guy was like, I can't, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was like, man, it just felt good to get it off our back because now we don't have to worry about having to pick side now. Right. Okay, everybody's cool. Like, we right. can, you know, work with the other side now. And it even felt like that with the DJs. It was like the DJs was talking a yeah, little. Yeah, you, you listening to that throwing shots at each yeah. other. Yeah, so the whole My thing. My brother told me that holiday, you better digging them crates, man. Yeah, so it was like a lot of back and forth. So that that's how you know, like, right. how big that beef was because it's like, man, you can't even. Talk to somebody else right. on the other side, but I think that was dope. Now that they made amends, that you know, going forward, hopefully they'll do some right. more records together. For real, though. So what else? Um, we got a few more questions. We'll get ready to wrap it up. What else? What else do you listen to, like on a locally, like around here? Like around here? Yeah. Um, just about. I ain't gonna lie. Just about anything. You know, um, long as they hot. Like I ain't gonna lie. Purdy, Purdy doing his thing. I'm definitely bumping Young Honey. Uh, mm-hmm. Six three hundred. My boy Rockstar said he got a couple records. Rockstar said that's who I was talking about. Rockstar said, yeah, Rockstar said. I'm listening to Rockstar said. Um, Gusto got some hot records. Uh, Gusto, Gusto got talent, man. Yeah. Like, I, I like Gusto, man. We 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 was talking a little bit back and forth, man. We just trying to get them on, man. Definitely when, get an when, he dropped, when he dropped Gusto's Laboratory, man, I'm still trying to get them on, man. But 
Yeah. Shout out to Gus though too. He, he made some dope workers, man. Man, it's a lot of talent in the city, man. I, I try to keep my ear to the city. You know what I'm saying? Cause especially now with the internet, man. You know, it's, it's a lot of guys around here doing their thing. I'm, right. I'm I'm trying to listen a little bit of everything, man. Like for real, especially if you dope, you dope. I'm checking you out. Yeah. Like rather we cool or not, you know what I mean? Like you got you got some hot music. I'm listening to it. You think you think a lot of y'all the artists around this area should should do more projects together? Cause look, and I'm not saying maybe y'all do. I don't know about it, but do you right. think the artists around here could come together more and you know put together some projects and maybe that'll help build some like even if they don't get along, maybe that'll help you know kind of bridge that gap or settle their differences also. Definitely. Um, like even if it ain't a whole project, like just do songs together, man. Like it, 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 I, I get people beefing and you know they don't get along, but you know if we go push the culture forward in the city, man, we gotta put all that pride to the side. Do music, like just do music, like you know this guy over here rapping, and this guy over here rapping, like reach out to him, yo, y'all trying to do some music, right. you know what I mean? You know, chip in on a session, or if you got your own studio, just invite them over, mm-hmm. man, just do music, like. You see how guys in Atlanta and Memphis and the other cities, like, you know, the bigger artists, they, they get together and do songs. Right. And they might look good to get on camera, but they probably don't even really chill mm-hmm. for real. You know what I mean? But it's, they, they look at the bigger picture. Look at the bigger picture. And it's like, man, if if you own, it makes the, the city look good. Right. Like, I remember something else I seen at uh, CIAA, man, when I was working with the source, was like, a lot of the artists in Charlotte, like, when they were on stage, they would, like, shout out other artists that, like, help. From Charlotte, right. they like put them on and stuff. It was yeah. like they really had like a relationship where like they really you know had a lot of love for each other and stuff right. like that, man. So I was like, man, the way the way they show love there should be the same way here. Should, you know? man. Like I said, if, if somebody's on, man, it makes the city look good. Don't right. mean you have to forget about where you came from. You right. know, I always show love. You know, try to pull somebody up, up with you, man. But I, I definitely would like to see y'all, um, a lot of the artists around this way. Um, I know it's hard, you know, with studio time, like everybody work right. schedules and everything, trying to get together. But man, if y'all could put together like a some kind of little project with everybody and uh, put it out, I think that would definitely be dope for like like the city, man. If and y'all me, could figure out a way to do it. Let me tell you another thing, man. Um, it's the money. Like a lot of the guys don't necessarily. A lot of the guys want to rap and they do rap, but they don't really believe in it, cause you know. Ain't nobody around here really made it to where they making a killing off a of route. You know, like right. we make a couple, we make a couple dollars off a of route, whatever. But I feel like if, for example, if one of our artists right now is from the city, even though we got artists that's buzzing in the city, one of our artists really like blow out the water, talk about making millions, and then the next man making millions, then the next man making millions, you'll see more uh, artists from the city collab because mm-hmm. they be like, okay, it's real now. Right. We can really like we can really eat, but a lot of guys like man, yeah, we rapping, but man, I make my money in the trap. Or I make my money in my job. No, I ain't really too worried about such and such, such and such. But if if more money start flowing around here from the music, you'll see more people collab. Why do you think people feel like they have to move away to like? I know a lot. Just well, we're gonna just stick to like music. Why do you feel like people have to feel like? To in a sense, they might have to move away just to get on. Because people put it in their head, like, you know, somebody who's not doing music, they're quick to say, oh, you need to be in Atlanta, or you need, you need to move to L.A., man, mm-hmm. you know, but 
them cities and them markets are already oversaturated with people not only from the city but other places. Like mm-hmm. with the internet and with everything at your fingertips, now nah, you ain't gotta move out yep. the city. You right. just gotta know how to hustle your music. Like you could literally blow up from Union if you first of all put the right funds behind it, connect with the right people, and put out the right music. Right, exactly. I was like, you know, a lot of times people like they like for some reason like I gotta get out just to, right. you know make. But I feel like man, you can really like make it from. Anywhere, like you can, you can, you could like Fujiano made it from Greensboro, Georgia, um, you know, and that was a small city, you know what I mean. But you know, he did his thing. He went to a talent show, and then he blew up. But he still put his city on, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And like you, like you can do the same thing here, man. It just you gotta have the smarts, you gotta have the confidence, you gotta stay consistent, you gotta have the um, discipline to do this, mm-hmm. man. You really gotta be disciplined, like, cause it's easy to get off track, especially when you ain't making the money you wanna be making, or you making more money doing this and that. You know, it's easy mm-hmm. to get off track, just stay focused. Right, of course, eventually you you wanna make money off of it, but like, right. for the love of it, man, you still gotta be, willing, you know, put in that work and, and grind, man. Right. I, I meant to ask you earlier, though, also, when you put out a project, what, what's that feeling like for you when you put out a project? I was like, because I was thinking about myself, I can only imagine how y'all feel. Because even for me, like, I put out, we had to put out a lot of interviews. But, right. like, every time I put out an interview, like, I'm excited. Like, I'm releasing, like, an album. Like, man, I got something else coming. Like, here it is. Like, what's that right. feeling like for you when you put out a project? Like, it's it's exciting. And it's like, it feel good. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm putting out something. Especially when you got people... Like looking forward to it, right. like you know, I got people hit me up. Yo, I'm ready for the next project when you drop. And then when I announce it, they're like, "Man, I'm ready to hear it. I'm ready to hear it." And when I finally release it, I got people telling me they like the song and that song. Man, that feel good, man. Right. Especially when you love what you do. When you really love what you do, and you put out right. the content behind it, man, it's a great feeling. Cause I felt I was like, man. Cause at first I didn't know you put out a project. That's and then I seen it. Cause I thought right. it maybe like one record. That's when I called you. I was like, man, you put out a new project. I was like, man, yeah. we gotta we gotta sit down and, and chop it up about the project, and then like everything else that's been going on in, in right. between time, man. But, but I was like, man, every time I, I get excited, every time like I'm I'm recording something and putting it out and letting people listen to it, man, because it's another chance for me to keep working on my craft, and then I'm right. also getting a chance to like like even with this interview, like I don't know the ins and outs of music, right. so I get a chance to like pick your brain and see like far as like signing a deal and the things right. that you had to go through as far as like making albums and records and, and stuff like that. So it's like a chance for me to still like learn something different. Right. And I, I give you, and I got to give you a troop a lot of credit too, man, because at first. Oh yeah, shout out Troop. Yeah, I shout forgot. out Troop, I, I listen to Troop too, man. He hard. Yeah, we got to, um, supposed to get Troop back on for an interview too. I know he's going to drop another project, but they still got to try to get him on, um, for the round table too. We got right. we got just gotta figure out a time and date and get everything situated. But I was like, man, I had to give y'all a lot of credit because at the time, man, I didn't really I want at first I wasn't really comfortable with like going to music where I was like, man, I don't know if I really want to do music like that. Right. I was like, man, I think I might try to stay away from that lane. But then I had to tell myself, man, like y'all y'all are artists. Artists are entrepreneurs at the same time. Right. So you gotta sell yourself, you gotta sell your your product, I mean your content. Like invest. Yeah, like I invested a lot of money and, and time into this and yep. energy, like you know. So you right. Mm-hmm. So I, I give y'all a lot of credit, man. Because at first I, I was like, I don't know, but now these are some of my favorite interviews to do, man. Because I like to talk about hip hop, right? And then I get to learn from y'all, like the stuff that y'all doing, like what y'all think about the this right. record, this record, and stuff like that. So it's a good chance 
it's, it's dope, man. I really enjoy doing like these hip hop. And I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the roundtable again, man. That's, yeah, that's one, I'm one ready, of my favorite ones. Definitely too, ready. Man, once we get everything situated. My final question. I've been asking everybody this when I've been on the road for the self-investment tour. So I'm, I'm going to let right. you get a chance to answer this as well. What does self-investment mean to you? Um, Self-investment, man. Just really betting the house on you. Um, just really believing in yourself. Like, you'd be surprised how many people don't believe in themselves. Like, a lot of people that's, like, always negative and stuff, it's not that they don't like people. They just don't like themselves. They're not, they not confident about themselves. They don't want to invest in themselves. Like, you know, and you got to have self-love before you do anything or you ain't going to like nothing. If you don't like you, you ain't going to like the next person or the next thing. So, self-investment, man, you just really, you know, investing in you, man, being confident in you, believing in you. How you expect somebody to believe in you and you don't believe in you? Absolutely. Like we've been saying all along, self-investment is the best investment. You right. know, a lot of times you don't get that opportunity. You got to put yourself on, grind. Um, outcome is not guaranteed, but if you believe in yourself, man, you just got to keep pushing yourself. Facts. Before we wrap it up, I want to thank uh, KB's Car Care again. Thank you to Big Ben's Desserts. Uh, Charlene's Home Cooking on 1136 East Blackstock Road and also Faces by Cynthia on 27 East Main Street. Pete, before we get out of here, man, I appreciate you again. Appreciate you, bro. Good to chop it up with you again. Like yes, I said, sir. we're going to do the round table on the close out the year. But before we got out of here, can you tell everybody how to find you on social media? Um, You can find me on Facebook. Uh, just type in Coach Pete, P-A-K-E. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Pete864. Um, YouTube, just type in Coach Pete, subscribe to the channel, and um, you know if you ain't on none of them social sites, just Google Coach Pete, and everything else will pop up. Absolutely. And if you get in, you get a chance to watch this interview live, you also be able to watch it on YouTube. You can go back and listen to it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I think I said Pandora. Just trying to make sure I name them. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this interview. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams. This is Across the Line Podcast. Thank you for listening.